find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10, 20, 30 years to wait for answers? But today's show is a little different. Today's show is a little different. And of course, you know, we have chronic illness that's involved in this, and there's a part of how that works. But today's show is about your soul's gold. So that's what it's all about today. Your soul's gold. So I want to go right into it. This is really an important show. And um, and if I say fasten your seatbelt, it's because on an emotional level of just getting in touch with what's really happening, it, it, it is a seatbelt fastener. So I, I kind of would do that. I would relax and get some herbal tea or something and chill out a little bit and just uh, find a comfortable space somewhere in the house or at the office or wherever you are in a car. And But... Just know, just know that this show is about all of us who have gone through anything, anything, anything challenging, any kind of struggle, any kind of difficulty, any kind of adversity in life, any kind of challenge and confrontation just in general with anything around us. It struggles and hardships, losses, all of this. This show really is about all of that and about who we become when we're, when we're pushed to this degree of whatever it may be. And especially in chronic illness, especially in chronic illness, look, when we're sick and we don't feel good and we, we don't feel well, and that could range from anything, from getting an answer from a doctor after going to 10 doctors whether the answer is right or wrong, or we have a label or don't have a label, or we have mystery symptoms that aren't getting diagnosed and they don't make sense to anyone and they get in a way in our life and makes us feel like we're diminishing in our life, we're aging before our time, even if it's a simple thyroid problem, even if it's a, a, a condition like crippling anxiety and we feel like something's going on and we're aging and and we're not getting answers or we're not being able to perform our best. We're not, we're not able to do our best. And we feel like everybody else around us, maybe they're, they're able to do what they need to do. You know, I always say like the reindeer can all play and, and there's, <laughs> you can't play in the reindeer games when you're challenged with some kind of chronic illness or some kind of struggle in that way. So, and there's, there's millions of people, yes, they have these struggles and they have these physical struggles and these different symptoms, like maybe a severe depression or a mild depression, maybe a fatigue, a fatigue that's unex, you know, unexplainable, that we don't get answers for it. And of course, we talk about all the answers for those things in, in these shows, on the medical medium radio shows. But what happens is, though, we tend to feel more insecure when we get an illness or a symptom or a condition. We feel more insecure. We lose confidence. We lose confidence. And, and it's really, it's really, a, it's a challenging thing all on its own to lose confidence, confidence that you once had or confidence that, you know, you grew up with building and getting instilled inside of you. And then 
all of a sudden something that doesn't make sense at all. And I've seen this happen to younger people. Younger people, they they've they've they're doing they're you know, they're living life, they're going through school, they're going through middle school, high school, something happens where they're starting to get sick, nobody has any answers, or maybe they just get funneled into the Lyme disease trap. Where now it's just all Lyme disease, even though that's really not what's going on. And so, you know, it's it's this whole thing that occurs. And then and then it's like, hey, wait a minute, what about my future? And a lot of young people, they get they get scared. And it their confidence just starts to wane and waxes and wanes and just starts to diminish. And then insecurities can build up. And then PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, it's just it just it starts to it starts to then compile and then anything from obsessive compulsive disorder can d- develop like ocd because when you get sick and 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 the ground you're standing on doesn't feel so sturdy and strong we tend to you know we tend to lose balance and you can even have a symptom of balance loss where you got the vertigo and everything else but even with any symptom any condition your footing just isn't feeling like it's as strong as it is. The confidence isn't there. A lot of the young people suffer from migraines. And then there's older people. They're still young, of course. And then there's people that just when you get in the groove, you're getting your career right. You know, everything's falling. Pieces are falling in to place in your life. And you're, you're feeling better than ever and more confident than ever. And all of a sudden, you know, you're in your late 30s and all of a sudden something happens and we're getting an illness out of nowhere and we're going to doctor to doctor and it's just, it's just hitting us in all these different ways all at the wrong times, whether we're about to have a child or whether we already have two children or three children or one child and we're trying to make ends meet and we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to handle everything and be responsible about everything. And now we're dealing with a condition or a chronic illness. And you feel like you can't take, I've seen this. I've seen this with so many people. I've seen this with people in their late twenties and their late thirties. They can't even take care of their children the way they would want to. They struggle to do so, take care of their families. They have problems with their spouses, their partners, because when someone's sick, it's not easily understood, especially if you've been the rock all those years and all of a sudden you're sick. I mean, there's so many different experiences or different you know, situations. There's so many examples of what I know you guys go through and so many others do, and I know it. And you're not alone. You're not alone. I do know that. You're not alone. Because there's lots and lots of people going through this and here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So at different ages, it can hit. And when it hits younger, when you're just starting life, it feels like you're just getting, you're getting going. Maybe you're coming out of college and then all of a sudden you don't feel good. You got all these different symptoms. You have crippling anxiety. You got fatigue. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. It can hit you at your core, right in the heart. Hits you at the core, right in the soul right in the soul. And same thing if you're in your 40s. It could be early 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, where you've worked so hard in your life trying to build what you've been building. And then all of a sudden, now you're spending all this time and all this time just about your sickness or just about your illness or just about your symptoms. And that happens at all ages. Young people too, they're spending all this time thinking about their symptoms and thinking about their conditions and what they're eating. 
and it could be maddening and it could be maddening and so it it, it these are struggles these are struggles and these are serious struggles and they challenge us and they challenge us and they touch our soul and they shape our soul they shape our soul and it could happen at any age it could be in your 50s and in your 50s you're you're a grandmother or you're a grandfather now and you're looking forward You've worked your whole life. You're working forward to spending time with your grandchildren. You're looking forward. You're in your 60s. You're looking forward to spend time with your grandchildren and, and do different things. Maybe start going places and doing stuff that you never thought you would, that you waited your whole life to do, and you start getting sick. And that happens too. It hits at any age. It hits at any age. It really does. But I notice when it hits at the younger ages, when it hits at the younger ages, Something happens to the soul to truly shape and something happens to your being and your growth and your spiritual growth like no other. And it can, like I say, it could happen like that. You could spiritually grow still being hit with anything when you're in your 50s. Absolutely. I've seen people and it hits them then. Because what happens is when you get challenged with something on this level with the chronic illness or symptoms and conditions, or a diagnosed chronic illness, or whatever it is, and you get challenged with it, something occurs. The weight and the pressure of the challenge, the weight and the pressure does something spiritually. It causes spiritual growth like no other spiritual growth can create. No other spiritual growth can create. And this even happens with losses. So it's not even just chronic illness. And, and a lot of people with chronic illness, you guys, and I'm sure you know, a lot of people with chronic illness still have to deal with losses and struggles on that level and, and breaks, breakups with relationships. I've seen that happen all on its own with soulmates, with, you know, I've seen young married couples break up because someone got ill so early on where it just didn't suit the needs of one of the members in the in the group there it's usually usually for the most part women get they they get the symptoms and they they get sick men do too men do too young men do too but mostly more women do and then usually the guys are like whoa i'm only 24 i thought we're engaged to be married i this is definitely getting weird. What do you mean Hashimoto's thyroiditis? What do you mean Lyme disease? What do you mean possible rheumatoid arthritis? What do you mean lupus? That's scary. What about my children? That happens with a lot of young people and they all get scared and they all get scared and many relationships, they do stay together through that process and they work through and a lot of them disband because of the confusion and the fear and the and they're just all part of it. And then you have losses on top of an illness. So maybe that's some, maybe some of you have experienced that. There's so many different levels that happen. You can have the losses. You can have that part in the struggles. And you can have the hardships. And you can still have the sickness and still have the illness. And that can be the hardships all on their own as an illness. And a symptom and a condition and a chronic illness of any kind. That alone can be a struggle and a, and a hardship all on its own. And when we're living like this, when we're living like this, we our lives have to change and alter and order 
in order to sustain ourselves. We have to fight like nobody ever fought before. We have to wake up every day. You know, I always say the athletes out there, the athletes, and I've known some athletes that worked every single day, All that they would work out all day long. They would push themselves to the limit, whether they were, they were runners, whether they did other things, whether they were anybody, snowboarders, whatever it was, that they, the Olympic athletes pushed themselves like no other. And that doesn't compare. That doesn't compare to when you're chronically ill and you wake up in the morning. And I have all the respect in the world for athletes. You better believe it. But it doesn't compare to when you wake up in the morning and you have to push through an illness because you're, all your mindset, all your mental capacity, all your focus is on what doctors am I seeing now? Where am I going? What does my practitioner say? What do I do? What it, is it working? Is it not working? What do I eat? How do I start my day? Do I take this supplement? Do I take this drug? How do I live my life? What do I tell my family today? How I'm feeling? Who, whatever? How's my friends? Are they even listening to me anymore? All this stuff and then some. And then whatever else is compiling onto all of it because I'm chronically ill, all of that, all of that is harder, harder training, harder training than any Olympic athlete does. All the sweat, all the sweat that an Olympic athlete does. And I know Olympic, I'm friends with Olympic athletes. They're they're not upset when they hear this because I'll tell you why in a minute. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And so all that sweat, all that, all that grind that those athletes do and they work out day in and day out and day in and day out and they're building muscle and they're pushing through and they're doing what they got to do. All of that doesn't even touch what chronic illness sufferers do as far as athletically, what they do mentally, emotionally, what they do, even physically to push through an illness, even just simple unexplainable chronic fatigue. We know what causes all the different chronic fatigues, all of them, all the different labels of chronic fatigue. We know. But but the point is, is even just pushing through that fatigue, pushing through all of that, that is harder. That takes something else. That takes some kind of spiritual growth. It takes soul power like none other anywhere possible. It takes soul power more so than if you're a cliff climber. If you climb cliffs and you freestyle them and you climb them because that because what happens is that kind of what I'm talking about here what I'm talking about here is a whole different thing, is a whole different level, and I know it, and I know it for sure. I know what I'm talking about. You know, Olympic athletes, when they, when they, they work, and they work hard, and they work hard, and they work hard, what happens is I've known Olympic athletes that got chronically ill out of nowhere. And I'm not just talking about a food poisoning epidemic. I mean, I mean, I mean a, a, a episode, not an epidemic, a food poisoning episode, or um, or just a really bad flu and pneumonia or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a chronic illness where they got weak in the limbs, where they were getting MRIs nonstop and CAT scans nonstop, and doctors didn't even know what was going on, and they saw neurologists and there were no answers. 
And all of a sudden now, it wasn't about them working out anymore. It was about them trying to find answers to an illness or they were getting crippling anxiety on top of weak limbs and, 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 and an illness coming on. I've known Olympic athletes have gone through this and they've had no answers and I've had to help them and recover them. And they even said, I've known a few of them that have gone through illnesses. They said, you know, they were traveling overseas. It just happened out of nowhere. They just thought they were exhausted and tired. It never went away. The doctors had no answers. And they lost their Olympic career. They lost their chances there in that moment at that time. Or they lost that one chance for a gold medal, but they fought their way back. But we had to get their chronic illness better, just like we're getting everybody else's chronic illness, just like we're working on it, just like the information in the books. It's out there, just like the shows. We're going to get you guys better overall over time. We're going to do it one day at a time. But what happens is what I heard from them was the chronic illness was something, it was a whole different spiritual build. It was a building of spiritual power they've never had before in soul. It was a, it was a challenge on the soul like no other that they've ever had to endure. They suddenly had respect for people who couldn't work out at all. Respect for people that couldn't work out at all. They couldn't get off their bed, couldn't get off their couch because of an illness, because of swelling in their body, because of inflammation, because of of chronic fatigue, because of all kinds of different neurological symptoms, because of everything, because of anything. They couldn't get off the couch. They couldn't function. And they all of a sudden had respect. It wasn't about get your butt off the couch and start working out. You can do it. What do you mean you're sick? Your doctor gave you a medication. You should be fine. You went to the doctor. They gave you some diagnosis. They gave you medication. You should be back up and exercising. You should be doing your weights and weightlifting. They didn't have that attitude anymore. It was gone. That attitude was just gone. One one athlete said to me, he was ashamed because he knew somebody with chronic illness. And he thought, just go to the damn doctor. And that's what a lot of normal, healthy people, or it doesn't mean they're totally healthy inside. No, because everybody could have a ticking time bomb in them at any time if they're not taking care of themselves. Sure, you can get sick, but when you're taking care of yourself, you can beat sickness and override it and move forward and never get sick again. But the point is, the bottom line is, when you know what's wrong and you know what to do, yes, you can. When you know what to do for it, you know what's wrong. You can. You can heal. But... This athlete felt terrible, was ashamed because knew a chronic person with chronic illness and was like, get off that couch. Get, get in the gym now. Start pushing those weights. What are you doing? What do you mean you don't feel good? Go to the doctor. The doctor knows. The doctor has all the information. I've, uh, you go to the doctor. And the athlete also said to me, he remembers when he hurt his Achilles heel for a little bit. It healed up. It was just a small injury. He was off the foot for a while, and he just kept on doing weights and other kinds of exercises. He said... He said to the person, I've had something wrong with me. I had an Achilles heel problem. I persevered through it. I, I pumped weights. I did what I did. It healed. The doctor healed it. He casted it up. Everything was back. I had a little PT in physical therapy, and I was perfectly fine. And he told this chronic illness. So what's your excuse? Go to the doctor. This chronic illness person says, I got this fatigue, and once I start doing anything, every single thing hurts in my body to such a degree that I can't even do anything anymore, and it makes me worse. And then three days, I'm three, four, five days in bed because of it. It. And he said that he just thought it was all an excuse. He felt terrible when he got sick. Terrible. He felt terrible about being sick. 
He had to learn what building that soul and spiritual power really was. He told me he knew about people you know, who felt, felt fine and didn't have any real illnesses or symptoms and conditions, and they would go and travel up some mountains. They would climb a mountain. It'd be a spiritual experience, and they would sit on the mountaintop and look out at the heavens, look out at the sky, and they would just, you know, they would just literally, they would be like putting their hands together. They'd be praying. They would be looking for spiritual growth. He said he knew people like that that have done that. And he said that spiritual growth wasn't anything compared to what he had to suffer and go through. When he had chronic illness and he had to fight to get better, it was nothing like he's ever experienced before. He said it was a lot harder, a lot harder than just going to the gym and sweating and sweating and building muscle and staying diligent and staying and staying competitive and complying and complying and stating staying competitive. He said there was nothing. That was a joke. It was a joke compared to when he got sick and he he couldn't even turn his head. He'd get a spasm and didn't even know why. And the doctors were throwing their hands up in the air saying, oh, maybe you got Lyme. Oh, let's send the labs out. Maybe you got this. Maybe you got multiple sclerosis. Maybe you got something else. And here's a drug. Try this and try that. And he was slowly or quickly, I'm sorry, quickly learning how flawed the medical system was in chronic illness. He said, Anthony, you've been telling me that for years. We've been friends, and I always respected what you did as the medical medium, he said. I always respected what you did, but I never understood who you worked on. I never really understood who you really worked on. He goes, I know you've worked on a lot of people, and I know you've worked on all kinds of people, and then all around the world, and all walks of life, but, and who you've helped. But what happened was, He realized how flawed the system was. He realized how flawed science and research was. He realized how hard you have to fight and the mountain you have to climb surpasses the mountains that people have climbed and sat on doing their prayers and meditations, which is a beautiful thing. Nothing wrong with that. If you guys have an opportunity to do that, that's exciting. But that spiritual growth, he said, didn't even touch the spiritual growth. He had to face. He had to face himself. He had to face every fear. He had to face his confidence that he built up his whole life. He had to face everything, insecurities that he didn't even know existed, filtered in and came in, and they taunted him like demons. And they they literally ripped him to shreds as he realized not only was the system flawed, not only... Was It was like sand falling through his hands as he was chronically sick and exploring every avenue possible and then coming to me and begging for me for help. And I gave him that help. And he recovered. And he said, I swear to God, I will never, ever, 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 ever look at another person who's chronically sick or has a simple symptom or has one symptom in the way I looked at them before. I will never, ever, ever. I have the most compassion, the deepest respect, he said, to anyone who has ever struggled because I've had to live through it myself. And I said, it's too bad, though. It's too bad, I said. It's too bad. And he says, what do you mean? It's too bad that you got to experience it to see it. I just wish people that were feeling good or good enough to function in their lives would not have to experience what people are going through on that level 
to respect it. He just said, I know, I know what you're saying. It's a see it to believe it world. You've said that to me before. It's a see it to believe it. It's, it's only real if you experience it. I know you've told me that all this time, and I know I'm cliche to what you've said, and it's true. I've experienced it. I've, I've had to see it to believe it, but I'm telling you now, Anthony, I will never look at another person who's, who's dealing with something the way and the light I've seen before. Because when I'm in the gym now and I'm trying to prepare for the next round of Olympics, for that next Olympic day and that next Olympic gold and silver and bronze, and I'm trying to prepare to get that, I still know it's chump change compared to what other people are going through. You taught me that. I lived it. I learned it myself. And it's chump change is what it is. That's, 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 that's true. I said to him. It's true. It is chump change. It is. And I said, look, I got respect for what you do. Working out is, and, and to that degree, training and that having that kind of, having that kind of religious, religious compliance to training like you do. I know that that's a gift all in its own. And it is a gift. And I'm not disrespecting that at all on any level, on anywhere. I'm not disrespecting that at all. But it's true. It's chump change to what chronically sick people have to endure to heal and rise out of the ashes, to rise out of the ashes. That's rising out of the ashes like no other. It's an entirely different challenge than working up a sweat, than working up sweat daily and training in whatever sport or whatever venue you're in Whatever that may be, that doesn't touch what people have to do when they're chronically ill. And you know what happens when you've been through symptoms and conditions and you've been through struggles and hard times and you've been challenged and you've been pushed to the limit and pushed to the max. You know what happens? It's a weight. It's pressure. And it's a weight. And that pressure and weight does something. It's heavy. It's so heavy. We need, we need to make it light and airy, and we can with truth. That pressure and that heaviness that we bear, that monkey on our back, that gorilla on our back that we bear, that giant knapsack of rocks and stones that we walk around with when we're struggling with the symptom and condition, when we're fighting for our lives, when we're fighting for sanity, when we're fighting the demons, when we're fighting everything, and we're, we're dealing with also loved ones that don't understand or maybe understand but don't. We deal with all the things. We deal with friends. We find out who our friends are really are and who they're not and whatnot. And we just forge ahead and we have to forgive everybody and we have to have forgiveness and we have to train ourselves to have forgiveness and we have to tap into that heart and soul for that forgiveness. You know, I often hear out there about forgiveness. Let me tell you something. People with symptoms and conditions and illness and chronic illness and diseases that have suffered and fought their way, they have to find forgiveness for the uh, people around them like no other. I've talked to people and I've talked to all kinds of people over the years, people that are feeling okay or feeling fine or whatever and living their lives. And they're like, oh, forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, I got to tap into forgiveness. Got to, I know I got to, I talked to my, my, I talked to my counselor. My counselor said it's all about forgiving it. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. When you're dealing with chronic illness, 
and you guys know, and you're pushing through, it's almost like that forgiveness that you have to have for the people around you is a whole nother ballpark. It's a whole nother challenge. It's a whole nother game. It pushes you to a level in a whole nother way like no other in anything before because you have to forgive everyone around you. You just have to. Maybe you're not going to forget that cliche. I can forgive. I, I'm never going to forget. Maybe you can't forget. But you got to forgive for sure. For real. And you know you have. And you know you've done. You guys know how it works. And then you got to forgive yourself. But you got to forgive yourself with a level of compassion. You have to forgive yourself with a level of compassion. The same level of compassion, you just have to say they know not what they do, the people around you. They don't understand my illness. They don't understand my chronic condition. They don't understand my symptoms. They don't understand the crippling anxiety, really. They're trying to understand. They don't understand. I have to have compassion for that. I have to have compassion for them for not understanding. I have to forgive them. I have to forgive myself. I have to have compassion for myself. I have to pat myself on the back with everything I have. I have to have compassion for myself to push through this and get through this. And fight through it and rise out of the ashes and fight through my illness and get through this chronic situation and get these symptoms behind us so I can behind me so I can move forward forward with life in other ways that I haven't been able to do it because I've been stifled and held back and haven't been able to push through. And I need to do that and I need to get that done. But I, I'm working on it with everything I have. But my chronic illness holds me back, holds me back. But let me tell you something. It's holding you back, but it's creating something like never before inside of you. It is building something like never before inside of you. It is something changes within you. It's not just the forgiveness of two others that don't understand or whether they understand or not. God bless them. It's not just that. It's not just the forgiveness to yourself and having that compassion to yourself, which is critical. You have to have compassion for yourself. It's not even that. Something builds in the soul. Something happens in the soul that could not happen in lifetimes, that could not happen otherwise. That doesn't happen otherwise. It won't happen for someone who just lived their life fancy free with really no challenges all the way to the end and just passed away later, later, later on. Their soul won't be like yours. No, it won't. And everybody's soul is different. I know that. That's not what I'm saying. Everybody's soul is different. I'm saying something bigger than that. I'm saying something bigger than all our souls are different. I'm saying when you're pushed to the max and you're pushed to the level like this and you've been through struggles and you had the symptoms and conditions and you've gone through the losses and the struggles all, all over, emotional and physical, all of it, what happens is your soul, your soul changes like no other. It becomes gold like no other. True gold. It's your soul's gold I'm talking about. It's your soul's riches. It's your soul's value. It changes in every way possible. It, it goes above and rises above all the gold medals anyone can win. It rises above all the solid gold medals. It rises above treasure of all treasures. It's more than just diamonds and emeralds and rubies. It's more than just all the platinum and gold and silver. It's more than all of that. Because it has a spiritual meaning 
within it and inside of it that's built inside your soul like none other can ever touch in any spiritual endeavor, in any spiritual endeavor. You know, I've known, I, I have known a woman before, and I still do. I just haven't, we haven't spoken in a long time. We speak every, I think it's like every four or five years. She contacts me, and she says, hey, how you doing? I miss you. You busy saving the world? I'd be like, oh, I don't know about saving the world. I'm just trying to get the information, trying to help everybody. And, you know, we talk a little bit and everything like that. We met a long time ago. Because she had this this experience, a religious experience, a spiritual experience. She was in a car. She was in a car. And that car crashed. And that car was mangled. It was mangled. And when she was in that car, when she was in that car, she had a premonition that it was going to crash. There was no signs of that. There were nothing in the way. There was nothing going on. There was nothing happening. She had a premonition. It hit her. The car is going to crash. The car is going to crash. And she was, she was like, what do I do? Is this real? She, she felt like it was just like something just told her. And she couldn't tell. She heard it. She thought it. She felt it. She said it was all the above. She felt it. She heard it. She felt the whole bit. And, well, the car crashed, and there was a few cars involved, and the outcome was was horrific. She was trapped in the car. They had to cut her out of the car. When they did, they were positive there was going to be really nothing left of her. When they cut her out of the car, she stood up. She took a walk. And it was like she never even was touched. She was never even touched. It was, no one could believe it. Emergency services didn't. It was unexplainable. And what happened was that voice she heard, the voice she heard was what she believes was an angel. That's what she believes. She's positive it was an angel because it could be nothing else in her mind and everything else. But she walked away with spiritual growth, and she walked away with something, something. It changed her life. She was a different person. She said she was always short, kind of nasty and mean, she felt, before that experience. She felt that she was not her best self. She felt she was even kind of always had a jealousy about other people and kind of purposely would do things that she felt that she knew was bad. But we're all human. We make mistakes. We do that. And I, I said today, I said, look, whatever. People, you're good. You're a good person. We People do things. They just do things. She said, yeah, but it was, I wasn't a good person, Anthony. I wasn't a good person. And when I came, when I climbed out, when they pulled me out of that car and I would, walked around like nothing happened and there wasn't even a scratch on me. And and one of the one of the responders said, "There's no question. She has both broken legs in there. The way they were twisted in there, and the metal was compiled. They said just the the legs could even be bent that way. They said it's not even possible. So they were expecting there was nothing wrong until she got out. She was like she was like a rubber band in there, and protected, as if her body turned into jelly, and then just reformed and shape shifted out of it. 
she said that she said that one of her family members, one of her cousins, got ill with a chronic illness, and this was after the fact, after this experience, after this religious experience, after this spiritual experience, after the soul experience. One of her family members, her, I think it was her first cousin, fell ill with a chronic illness, and she decided to devote her time with her family member because she was a changed person after her experience in every way. And she walked the walk with this family member and took her to all the doctor appointments and took her to 50 doctors and took her to 80 doctors and took her everywhere and then heard every symptom over and over again and stayed over the house and had her stay over her house and watched over her, prepared her food, taking her to functional doctors, alternative doctors, witch doctors, every, every doctor possible from here to Brazil to every part of the world and continent. She spent the money she earned in her job on this person, brought her everywhere on the planet for help, and watched this cousin of hers who she adored and just loved dearly suffer and struggle with everything in every way possible. And she saw that her cousin, that her this beloved cousin had soul like none other that her experience could not even touch. It couldn't even touch the experience that she had in that car wreck pulling out of there and changing her lives live did not even touch what was happening in her cousin, in her body, what was happening in her soul on every level to the, to the degree she witnessed it, she watched it, she saw the symptoms, she heard it, she even felt like she felt it. She went to every doctor appointment, she saw every loss occur from it, she saw every bit of confusion, she saw where science and research completely fell short of, of even helping her. She saw it all and she said that right there, that right there and living through that and what she she lived through and what her cousin lived through said was like a thousand car accidents with a thousand angels in the car and walking away completely changed as a changed person a thousand times over still she felt didn't compare or touch what the soul's goal that built up in this person her cousin's soul was built up with the gold and the treasure and the diamonds and rubies. She was in awe. She was in awe to this person, to this relative of hers. She looked to her with the highest regard, the highest respect and the highest integrity possible. She looked to her as a hero. She looked to her as if she was Martin Luther King and, and Gandhi. She looked to her as if she was a savior. She looked to her because she saw she saw like no other what she went through and the soul of her changed and she watched it from when the cousin fell ill all the way going year after year and she stayed with her cousin strong and she took care of her and she helped her along the way and she said, Anthony, I swear to God, I swear to God, the, 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 my cousin's soul is unlike any soul there is. And I said, I understand. I understand. She goes, I knew you would because you're like the only one to understand this kind of thing. And I knew you wouldn't. And she called me to tell me this. And we talked all about it. And she said, I knew you would understand. And I said, I said, look, I said, Gloria, you have to understand. I said, it is the soul's gold you're talking about. It's, it's a compilation, a compilation of the jewels of struggle and the gems of loss, and the diamonds of hardship, and the platinum, and the gold, 
of that of of the struggle and nature of the hardship of it all and the loss and everything you fight for and all day and every day you fight for and let me tell you what that soul's goal does and here's the part I want to tell everybody right now this is what this soul goal does to begin with the illness and the struggles we get and the chronic illness and the symptoms and the diseases that we're challenged with are to try to stop us from becoming something. It's trying to stop us from doing the good in the world. It hits special people. If you have an illness, if you have a symptom and you have a condition It's because you're special in a certain way already. There's something inside of you that's probably supposed to change the world and will. And what happens is, and what I say by probably, because you can change the world in different ways. And so because somebody's going to say, I couldn't change the world. There's no way. I I doubt that. No, 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 no. Because you, you would change the world in a different way. There's so many areas of the world you can change. And there's all these people, everybody that has the symptoms and conditions are supposed to be, they're supposed to, without those symptoms and conditions, they're supposed to be world changers. So something gets in the way of that. Something comes, the chronic illness, the disease, the symptoms come and they challenge that and they try to stop that from happening. But what happens is it backfires and it always does. It backfires and it always does. I'm telling you, I know this. It backfires and what happens instead is not only do you fight through your illness and struggles and build that soul's gold, not only do you do all that, but you change the world with it and after it. It comes. I've watched it. I've seen it all these days decades people changing the world because they got sick even on the smallest ways but you need to know the smallest ways are some of the biggest ways there is some of the greatest ways there is that changes the world and i'm watching it out there and i see it out there and i'm telling you right now it's real and it's happening so our soul's gold does something for us Those wounds do something for us. That pressure does something for us. Everything about it does something for us like never before. It pushes us to the limit of not only supposedly to change the world that we were supposed to do something, but it even pushes us further. So we actually do. So something does happen. So something does alter in the world. So we do things around. The world around us, it could even be. I don't mean in the world in a whole, and maybe that too, of course, for for many. But it's all in the above. It's all of it. And Gloria saw her cousin do that, not only become the soul she did, which was unimaginable to her, which superseded, which climbed above all other aspects of what she felt was spiritual growth, even in her most unbelievable experience that occurred in her car crash. And I said, yeah, but that car crash was a big deal. She said, it was nothing compared to this. Nothing compared to what I've watched my beloved cousin go through, do, and become. When I speak to her and she speaks, Anthony, when I speak to her and she speaks, there's a sound in her voice that I hear, a power that I hear, a power like no other that I hear that comes deep within the soul. And it's it's big. And it's profound. And I said, yeah, that's the treasure. That's the treasure you're hearing coming through. That's the soul's treasure. The soul's treasure you're hearing come through. And it rides over every, every medallion. It rides over every metal. 
that hangs on anybody's neck. It rides over any achievement, any academic achievement. It rides over it. It rides over it. There's, there's, you know, I've run across a lot of young people. I told you that close to 17, roughly give or take, 17 out of 100 college students come home, not because they want to. They come home, not because they hate school. They come home, not because they, they've lost interest. They come home because they're sick with fatigue. They're debilitatingly in pain. They get all these random diagnoses. No one knows anything. They come home, they're bedridden, and they have to start from scratch, and they don't finish their college degree. They don't go back to the university. 17 out of 100 every year and every at, up across the board. He just times that by the 1,000. So it's 100 and what, 170 out of 1,000. Then times that by 10,000, times that by 100,000. And what happens is what I've heard from so many of them that I've had to help and recover and get their lives back so they can go back to school someday, so they can go and live their lives. What they would say is my friend just got, my friends just graduated. They just graduated. Some of my friends graduated with honor. Some of my friends graduated. They graduated and they got their degrees and they, they got all of that. And they were able to attend graduation and they said, and, and, and they felt terrible. They felt like they were a loss of life. They felt like they were losers. They felt like whatever. And I said, I, and I said, no, 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 no. What you have that's building right here is more valuable than a degree, a degree to hang on the wall. It's more valuable than, and look, I'm not trying to undermine those degrees and achievements. They're, 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 they're wonderful. And and we need those in life and all those things. This is not what I'm doing. I'm just saying for the ones that need to hear this because it's the truth. It's that what they're they're achieving, climbing out of their illness, is much greater. You can't can't hang that on the wall on a plaque. In fact, it wouldn't do it justice. You couldn't hang it on a wall. You couldn't put solid gold diamonds in a plaque and it wouldn't even touch what's What's inside of the, 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 the students that have seen that have had to become students of their soul, students of their heart and soul and of their chronic illness and experts of their chronic illness to rise above it, rise out of the ashes and heal and move forward and get better and get better. And then, yeah, sure, go back to school again. Go back to school again. And you know what? Many of them that have helped have gone back to school, recovered and gone back to school and they've gotten their degree and they said that degree didn't really have a lot a meaning compared to what they've gone through. Sure, they 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 respected it, they honored it, it it whatever, and it it did what it did and had its purpose. It had its purpose, absolutely. But they they would tell me more than one. Say, but what I've learned, my whole life's changed, and where I'm going at this, my whole life's changed. My soul's changed. I'm changed as a person on every level. And you know, and I and I told those stories to to my friend Gloria, and she said, well. It's definitely similar. It's similar to what my cousin's gone through because you couldn't hang it on the wall. You couldn't put it in a plaque. You couldn't embroider it with diamonds and, and emeralds. It just wouldn't do it justice. And when illness and, and struggles and hardships try to hold us back, when they try to hold us back to stop us from changing the world, it backfires and it totally blows up and it explodes and it goes backfires and we end up changing the world more than we would have ever done anyway. 
We end up rising out of the ashes and healing. We end up getting better and stronger. But what happens is we have something no one else has. We have this soul's gold like no one else has. And we have this power nobody else has. And as we heal all through it and move forward, anybody we talk to, the words that come out of your mouth are different than they would have ever been anytime else. And they're profound and they change the lives of others, whether they can tell in that moment or they can tell later on. And they, they, if they don't tell in that moment, that's fine. They, and it ends up changing their lives later on. Something happens that no one can touch. No, one, no one's got their finger on. That no one's got on you. No one's got on you. Something happens when you go through what you've gone through and your soul's gold builds and strengthens and becomes like no other, your spirit, your heart, and your soul, like no other before. And it's, you can't touch that. No one can touch that out there. You need to know that. No fancy free person who hasn't had any real symptoms or conditions, seen some sniffles or something or whatever, they go to the doctor, take an antibiotic or whatever it is. No one can touch what you've gone through. And no one no one has the soul that you have. Sure, they have a wonderful individual soul. Sure, we all we all do here. But this is different. This is different. You need to know what you have and you harbor. You need to know what's in your hands. You need to know, and I think you do, because I think you've had to do the forgiveness. I think you've had to find the forgiveness. I think you've had to have compassion for yourself and pat yourselves on the back. You have to have compassion. You better believe it. You know what you've been through. You have to be easy on yourself. You have to have a light heart through it because you have to understand what kind of treasure you're talking about, what kind of treasure you're dealing with, what kind of treasure that's within you, what kind of treasure within inside your soul, what kind of treasure you're about, what kind of treasure is in your hands. You have to be easy on yourself. You have to have a light heart. You have to with all you got. you got to keep a light heart through your healing process. No matter what challenges you on a daily basis, no matter what you got to push through, no matter what doctor you have to go now and see, no matter where you have to figure something out, no matter where you've been through, you have to, you have to keep the faith. You have to keep a light heart. And you have to pat yourself on your back and you have to compassion. You have to have compassion for yourself with everything you have. And when your doctor doesn't understand or doesn't believe in what you're saying, you have to have you have to have some forgiveness there. Absolutely. Because when you're building that soul's gold, you're just gonna have to have the forgiveness there. That's what helps build it. And you gotta forgive yourself. And you gotta give your forgive yourself. Because what happens to everybody who falls ill, what happens to everybody who's sick longer than a week, longer than two weeks, longer than a month, longer than six weeks longer than two months what happens to everybody who's sick for longer than what they're they're what the world thinks they're supposed to have or do what happens is they hate on themselves they hate on themselves they think back of all their mistakes and they think back of everything they did wrong and they blame themselves and they convince themselves they created their illness and they look back at everything they did and they look back at their shortcomings and their weaknesses and they look back at the things they've said to people and they look back, whatever you do, do not go back there and look at all that because you're a good person. You're a good person and you're rising above it all and then some. 
Because what people don't do when they're not challenged like this is they don't care even to look back at all that stuff. They don't even really want to look back at all that stuff. They just keep on going ahead. Whatever bad habit they've ever had, whatever systematic behavior they've had, they just keep on forging ahead and, you know, and, and even polluting people and even causing trouble and, and daggers coming out of their mouth at other people or whatever it is, whatever it is that's going on out there. What happens when you're sick and you're chronically ill, you end up looking back and you start judging yourself and you start putting yourself on the hot seat. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to understand who you are. You have to have compassion for yourself. You have to forgive yourself. That's that's for sure. You have to have all of that. But you have to have more than just that. You need to know. You need to know who you are and that soul's gold and what's really happening and what's being forged. What's being forged in your soul and who you are and how you're rising above this. And you need to be easy on yourself and have that light heart with everything you got and move forward. Your soul's gold is like nothing else and nobody else's. Everybody's soul, soul's gold is a little different. It's a little different in different ways. That's a little different and a little bit more powerful in other ways. And another person's soul's gold is a little bit more powerful in other ways. And well, that's what's happening there. But your soul's gold is unique to what you've been through and what you've gone through in life and you struggled through. And the value of that can't be matched by any gold in Fort Knox. It can't be matched by any treasure there is. It can never be matched by anything. So you need to know what you harbor and you have. And don't let the demons do the talking. So many with chronic illness suffer from just just the the OCD involved from from the struggle itself don't let that get to you you keep a light heart through all of it no matter what you're hearing when you're sick no matter what you're hearing when you're depressed no matter what you're hearing when you have anxiety no matter what you're hearing both inside your head and out outside around from any people or anything like that don't let it get to you don't let it get to your core Whatever you do. And if it does get to you, then you know what? It's another gold coin. It's another gold coin more valuable than any gold coin there is. It's another religious gold coin. It's another spiritual gold coin. It's another profound gold coin that builds up in the treasure box. But don't let anything get to you. Your treasure is also, your treasure is so, so profoundly vast as it is. You forge ahead, you keep a light heart, you heal, and you respect your soul's gold, and you honor your soul's gold. You know that everything in the past that you've been through and everything you've gone through tomorrow and during the day and through all your struggles in life all the way from the beginning and everything you, you blamed yourself on, cre- thinking you created it all, or anything you've known, just know that your treasure out outweighs all of it. It is part of it. It's so vast and powerful. It can't be touched or matched by anybody. No matter what, bless you. I love you guys. And just know that I truly care. We're going to do this together. We're all going to rise out of the ashes together. I love you. And uh, God bless you. I'll see you next show. Take care.